Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. How's it going today, Chuck? You know, the snow's melting and I'm feeling a bit under the weather. Under the weather. Yeah. I remember back yesterday when you were on top of the weather and you were in a much better mood, but now mm-hmm. that you're under it, you, uh, you seem to be kind of sad, a little slow, you know. Yeah. And uh, no offense, I just feel like you need to take a nap. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. With fees less than a penny per transaction, Dash is made for spending. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. Thanks to Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash.org. Anyway, uh, it is Tuesday, and we are Liberty at Night on Tuesday nights, just so you know. Also, throughout the day, every single day of the week, when we want to, we go by a, a podcast by the name of Good Morning Liberty. And uh, so that's where you can find us if this is your first time listening to us. Wherever you are in the country, whatever radio station it is you just dialed into, go to your podcast app right now. I'm talking to you, you, in your car, right now. You think I'm talking to someone else? No, it's you. Listen to me. Go to your podcast app and look for Good Morning. I don't care if you're driving. This is more important. This is the future of civilization. Okay. Pull over. Don't, I don't even care if you pull over. Pull up your podcast app right now and safely. look for Good Morning Liberty safely. Look for Good Morning Liberty. Okay. Yeah. And if you've already done that, then go leave a rating and review on Good Morning. You, I'm talking to you. What if they're listening to the radio at work? Put they're down all your car. Work. Stop working. Stop whatever you're doing. If, you're, if your boss is talking to you, say, shh, shut, your, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. That's what you say to your boss right now. You say, I've got to go leave a rating and review on Good Morning Liberty's podcast page right now. You, I'm talking to you, sitting on the can at work, taking your 30-minute break. You know who it is. I'm talking to you right. You think I can't see you? I'm looking at you right now through your phone. Go to the podcast page and leave a rating and review. I'm not. On Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm not looking. <laughs> Nate's looking. I'm not looking. Are you laying in bed? Well, Charlie and I are right next to you right now. <laughs> and I'm telling you to go leave a rating and review or find us on any of your social media pages that you use. Good Morning Liberty. All right. All right. Well, I want to talk about liberty. Okay. We'll talk about liberty. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, it's confusing libertarian conversation, but we do have to mention it because it's like the top story that everyone cares about right now. And it's the uh, Supreme Court five to four ruling that uh, federal agents can cut the razor wire that the state of Texas have put up in certain uh, places around the border. Mm-hmm. And Texas had even done this interesting thing where they had barred federal agents from coming in. I thought we were about to have some kind of cool standoff situation happen. <laughs> yeah. where we were really going to decide who had the supremacy clause or not. I guess that's not what's going to happen. We're mm. not going to get the actual civil war that we wanted. Maybe Texas decides to secede because of this thing, because they want to actually protect their own border. It's a weird situation where you have the federal government who's supposed to police the borders, protect the borders. Yeah. And they don't do it. And then the state's like, okay, well, this is our, this is a, a border of our state also happens to be the national border as well. And so if you're not going to do it, then I reckon we're going to do it. And the federal government who's supposed to be doing this in the first place is like, no, 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 you guys can't do that. That's our job to not do. So whatever it is you did, well, let's take that stuff down. So anyhow, that's the situation that we're in right now, thanks to the Supreme Court. It, they're actually vacating an injunction from the Fifth Circuit. This could still go uh, back to an actual Supreme Court case. But right now, the federal government can come in and cut the razor wire that the state of Texas have put up. Uh, so reading from National Review right now, in a 5-4 decision handed down Monday, the court granted the Department of Homeland Security's emergency request to cut the wire, which the agency claimed was endangering migrants and preventing Border Patrol agents from patrolling the border. Quote, federal law unambiguously grants Border Patrol agents the authority without a warrant to access private land within 25 miles of the international border. The appeal read, well, it's not really private land, then, is it? Hmm. Hate to tell you. 
conservative justices. <clears throat> I hate it when they describe justices like yeah. this, but whatever. Conservative justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh dissented, while Justice Amy Coney Barrett and Chief Justice John Roberts joined the liberals. And the majority also mm. hate it when they misuse the word liberal because most of the terms are the opposite these days. They're actually pretty illiberal when yeah. it comes down to it. Uh, the injunction, they're talking about the actual injunction from the Fifth Circuit, prohibits agents from passing through or moving physical obstacles erected by the state that prevent access to the very border they are charged with patrolling and the individuals they are charged with apprehending and inspecting. One thing that happened that was all over the news was these three people drowned. There was a woman and two kids that drowned. And the, the media story was that uh, at the time, Texas was physically barring Border Patrol agents from patrolling this area, and that's why these people died. It turns out that's not actually the case. Uh, they had already drowned before the whole physical barring thing took place. Uh, that was corrected, actually, uh, from the Department of Justice. You can look in the actual legal paperwork. It says that this has already happened, but the, the media still ran with it anyway. Uh, Mr. Pax Paxton asked the justices to strike a different balance. It is in the public interest to deter unlawful agency action and to respect property rights, he wrote. It is also in the public interest to reduce the flow of deadly fentanyl, combat human trafficking, protect Texans from unlawful trespass and violent attacks by criminal cartels, and minimize the risk to people, both U.S. citizens and migrants, of drowning while making perilous journeys to and through illegal ports of entry. Uh, this month, federal officials said that when Border Patrol agents tried to respond to reports of a drowning in the area where the state had placed barriers, they were physically barred by state officials. And Texas officials disputed that account because mm. it was disputable and not true. The drowning had already taken place at the time that they were being barred from entering. National Review did a nice little write-up on that, too. This has been changed. CBS added a little editor's note to their stories about this. It doesn't matter. It's like, you remember that story about them whipping migrants, you know, people on the horses? Once the story's out there, like, it doesn't matter. No one's going to you know. check back to no. the edit. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have this. something interesting for you. Uh, I saw some people bring up the Constitution here, Section 4, I'm sorry, Article 4, Section 4, uh, that says, uh, The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on the application of the legislator or the executive when the legislator cannot be convened against domestic violence. So I guess it depends on whether or not you term this as an invasion, which is why people on the right will typically say that this is an invasion. Mm -hmm. Much like people on the left will say that Jan 6 was an insurrection. Yeah. And so if you coin this as an invasion, then it is unconstitutional. You know, when they wrote invasion, I assume they mean invasion by a foreign army. At this point, though, even though we're libertarians and we tend to be more open border than people on the right, I do wonder if we should have, let's just not even talk about immigration. Should we have a way of stopping like a foreign army from coming across our borders? You just throw one of those little bridge, you know, those little bridge things that just throw over a river yeah. and then tanks roll across. I just kind of feel like the border is actually fairly open to an invasion. Like I know Mexico wouldn't get too far if they wanted to invade, but they'd probably get a few miles before something happened because we're just kind of like, oh yeah, no one's going to do that. That's crazy. Yeah. But what about the people who live there that could get killed during the invasion? And honestly, it doesn't even matter if you have a wall because they'll send paragliders over the wall. <laughs> true. You know, true. <laughs> and we've seen that happen mm -hmm. before. A lot of people are bringing that up. I, I think invasion probably means something different. But my thing is, why can't the state of Texas do what they want to do? It's the the funny part is, is because it is technically the federal government's job to do this. And so that's why they're saying Texas can't do this because it's a federal. But the, this is kind of like when, not doing this it. is kind of like when Domino started fixing potholes <laughs> and they'd be like, no, no, you they can't got in trouble potholes. because the government's <laughs> supposed to do it, even though yeah. they weren't doing you it. can't fix those potholes. Right. Those are government roads or like the, you know, the community that got together in that one town. I think it was in Carthage, Tennessee. Actually, they rebuilt some stairs at a park and the city was like, you can't do that because the government's supposed to do that. So yeah. they ended up. And you're like, are you guys going to do that? They're like, no. So literally, they, they <laughs> fixed the steps, I think, for like 800 bucks. Costco said the city tore down this. I remember hearing they about did. this, actually. They, they tore down the stairs, and they put in like a $20,000 worth of stairs. The community did it for like 800 bucks. 
that they crowdsourced. So yeah, you can't do that. The government's supposed to do that. And it's like, well, you're not doing it. So we decided to take care of it for way cheaper. That's literally what's happening now with the border because the federal government, for whatever reason, has decided to allow hundreds of thousands of people every year to come. It's, it's, you know, added up to millions and they're just, they're just fine with it. And at this point I start wondering, like, do we need a wall? (laughs) I don't know. Well, like, what are you going to do? They tried to put up razor wire. And the thing about the razor wire, by the way, is uh, one thing Texas was saying is that you put up the razor wire across the, uh, the Eagle pass and the Rio Grande stuff like that. See, people try to, to cross those and they end up drowning. And so one of the reasons, according to them, that they're putting up the razor wire is to stop people from trying to cross these waterways to come, to come across. Because I was looking it up earlier in 2022, uh, 800 people died coming across the border and most of them were from drowning. Uh, 2021, it was 600 people died coming across the border, and most of them were from drowning. And so when the media makes this big deal about these migrants drowning because Texas put up these barriers, they're ignoring the fact that people drown there all the time because it's an unsafe waterway to go across. And Mm. what Texas was kind of saying was, we're going to put up these deterrents so people learn that they can't go across through the waterways and they have to go through safer illegal ways of going across the border and that's one thing that i guess you you might see texas could have actually been preventing people more people from drowning sure some people drown they got to the razor wire they couldn't get across it or whatever and that's terrible and i hate that so um man what a what a weird situation to have the federal government suing a state government because they're doing something that the federal government is supposed to be doing, but they refuse to do. Welcome to 2024, I guess. Yeah. It just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And it looks know. like they won in the lower court. They did. Got appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court issued a stay on the injunction, basically. They, yeah, and so this is still going to go through the court system. It's not that the Supreme Court ruled that Texas can't do this. It's just that for right now, while the case is pending, while it's going through the courts, they are allowed to take down the razor wire at this moment because it kind of defers to it's supposed to be Border Patrol who's doing this stuff. And so that's what they're deferring it back to right now. What if Texas took a stand on this, though, and being like, you're not taking down our our wire? I don't care what the Supreme Court says. Uh, There's a great great quote from Andrew Jackson. Um, He said, the Supreme Court has made its decision. Now let them enforce it. So what he was saying was, great, they made a decision. Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) What what are they going to do about it? Who's going to, yeah, who's going to enforce it? Because they don't, you know, it's like the only part of the government that doesn't have a SWAT team. So, you know, what are they going to do about this? And obviously, so look, I don't have a problem with people coming into this country whatsoever. The problem is, is that they're coming for the wrong reasons. Mm. If they were coming here just for a better life and they, they didn't get any benefits... Yeah, I'll stick by that. I don't know what the reasons are. I'm not going to say that they're all coming here to get the benefits. I know we talked about this last week or whatever. They are getting benefits because governments are spending our stolen resources to take care of these people when they come across. And so they are getting those benefits. The problem is like when you come across, you're illegal. Well, it's tough to get a job. You're not going to pay into the system or anything. Uh, so you're a refugee, basically living off of uh, other people's tax money. The only way you're going to solve this, and a lot of Republicans would not agree, there's got to be a compromise. Actually, no one would agree with what I'm about to say, which is why it's never going to happen. But there's got to be a compromise. Here's the deal. Uh, you you, oh, build... you said here's the deal. So this is yeah, this is yeah. how it's going to go down. No, let's be clear. Yeah, be clear. Okay. You, <laughs> you you enforce the border with some type of border protectorant yeah <laughs> i'm not going to call it anything specifically like an invisible shield you know, like some, yeah a shield yeah like an electromagnetic shield maybe something like that mm-hmm. and so put, you put collars on all people living in mexico sh- you, shock collars right. when they come across you just put the little pins on the ground with the yeah. thing when they go across it yeah. yeah well it starts beeping though before they get you know, there put the collars you can get Neuralink to like install it directly okay. in their brains and it shocks you when you cross the wrong border <sighs> 
man, this is probably too close to a future reality <laughs> right now, actually. We, we stumbled onto something here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should patent this idea. <laughs> so you protect the border, you stop people from coming across illegally, and also maybe a deterrent for like foreign armies and stuff like that. I'm just saying forts have walls around them. <laughs> you know? yeah. Should, can't this be like a fort? <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, should we dig a moat? And at the same, yeah, a moat, giant moat. <laughs> Put sharks with laser beams attached to their heads (laughs) in there. Alligators with laser beams. So whatever way you you protect the border. And then, I know, you grant citizenship to people that are here. And then, and I'm saying Republicans get behind this. Because as we talked about a month ago or whatever it was, I my belief is people coming from Latin American countries are not these wild leftists that we deal with here in America. I think they're actually going to be way more conservative, family-oriented people who, if they were not worried about getting shipped back to their country, would vote for Republicans, not for Democrats. And so if I were a Republican, I would want a deal where we secured the border and then we granted amnesty. They're, to people. They're probably more conservative than conservatives in America. Yes, they are. They're very family-oriented mm-hmm. people. And then when it comes to, you know... Most of them are Catholic. We talk about criminals coming across and stuff like that. You know, we have innocent until proven guilty here in America. And that's not just something that's in American law. That is because that's how we see human beings. That's the way that we treat human beings. And our, we codify that into law. But it's, and it's a, not it's a rights principle. that only citizens <clears throat> get. No. Like rights are natural. They come yes. from your humanity. Now we'll protect and even them. though these people speak Spanish, they're still humans. I I know. Contrary to popular belief. And contrary to many Republicans believe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we solved the border problem uh, right there. Now, I know Clayton Bigsby has a problem with this, but uh, the rest of the episode is going to be us responding to this video. And it's not about Javier Mille. It's about libertarianism. And this is crystal ball of breaking points with Crystal and Sauger. This is a show, yes, I know, that I listen to every day. I actually listen to this show every day because... Why do you listen to it? Because I like to hear the other side of things. Is that right? Yeah. I happened to be listening yesterday, and she had some words to say about Javier Mille's speech. So let's listen to her critique. It's a six-minute video, and I'm betting we can spend 20 three minutes on it, more than likely, of Javier Millet's speech. Tell me to pause whenever you want me to, Charlie. New Argentine president Javier Millet took a break from banning protests, laying off thousands of workers, and spiking inflation over 200%. To Okay, already right there. There we go. We just made it five seconds. Now we know her bias. She just blamed Javier Millet for Argentina's inflation spiking over 200%. Yes. <laughs> He's been in office for a month. <laughs> Their their inflation was at 180% when he took office and increasing at a rapid rate. No matter whether or not he won or the other person won, the rate was going to spike over 200%. But now we already know her bias. She's trying to tear down Javier Mille and libertarianism in general. The latest inflation for Argentina was 2.1%. Now, they did a good job of explaining that prices are still up. (laughs) <laughs> but the previous month over month, I believe, was 10.7%. Was it really only 2.1% a month? I think, yeah. From based on what I saw on Twitter, I, seen that. I didn't verify it. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. I could be wrong. I have a big problem with it. Like, I just, I saw someone say, look, housing prices have gone down or whatever in Argentina. And honestly, I just don't believe anything I see. I'm like, yeah, it's probably made up. I don't know. Um, okay, let's uh, let's keep going here. I'm sorry. Fact check myself. As we made it eight on. seconds. Hey, you were right, by the way, yesterday about Ron DeSantis not fully endorsing Trump. I finally heard his speech, and he did say, I signed a pledge to support whoever the Republican nominee is, and that's that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say a full-throated endorsement of Donald Trump or anything. He just said that he signed a pledge, and that's what he was going to do. Okay, here we go. Preach the gospel of neoliberalism to the choir at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Malay's message to this group can be summed up in three words. Greed is good. To governments, get out of the way and let the world's oligarchs extract wealth to their heart's content. To the billionaires, who he described as heroes, keep doing what you're doing. You can see why they loved him so much. Who wouldn't want to hear their vice lauded as virtue? All right, so his first off, she says that Javier Millet's message to Davos is that greed is good. 
I don't think that's exactly what he said. They could have gotten the translations wrong, but he did have some nice things to say about billionaires and more so entrepreneurs in his speech. And what she is going to confuse throughout this entire time is the landscape that he is laying out for libertarianism and for free markets and for anarcho-capitalism and for without the regulatory state over the top of everything and what would what would actually happen in a true free market. And he actually lays that out. Instead, what she's going to project onto him is that he supports more of the status quo, more of what's happening right now, more of unregulated, unfettered uh, cronyism and and corporatism and things like that, which he's not actually doing. She's ignoring a very big part of what he says needs to be done and just saying that he wants to uh, that he wants to increase what we have right now, that he wants to turn it up to 11. So then Bailey's right. Typical woman hearing what she wants to hear. It doesn't matter what <laughs> reasonable, rational argument he puts out there. She has already decided what he feels and what he thinks. And it doesn't matter what he says or does. She's already, she's not going to listen to any of it. She's only waiting for her turn to speak. I need to correct myself because okay. that's what we do. Their inflation uh, in the month of December was 25.5%. Okay, it's a little bit more. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it is less than the 28% that was predicted. Okay. Um, okay. It's but, a little too soon to see if Javier Mule's policies are going to change inflation immediately. I mean, the, when you have a rate of change that is that high, like, it's it's going to take some time for that to turn around to turn this ship around you're the you're the titanic heading towards an iceberg right now trying to turn before you hit it and we're going to see if that's actually going to happen it's going to take some time so all right let's um let's uh let's get into this we're 30 seconds into this video let's see what else she has to say now his message was both radical and completely supportive of the status quo so already right there she says his message is radical and completely supportive of the status quo that's the status quo, right, Charlie? I just wanted to double check with you mm-hmm. that we get governments out of the way and we let the free market flourish and we stop letting them pick winners and losers and inflate away our currency and uh, create monopolies where, whereas there, there wouldn't have been one in the first place. Um, that's, you know, that's what he wants. He wants to just push the status quo, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because libertarianism has been the status quo. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. When I read all libertarian books, it's like, yeah, what we have right now, that's what it is. Because the status quo ideology of the ruler class is, in fact, quite radical. As a politician, he's telling the powerful he will be their lackey. Uh, No, he's not. He's uh, specifically not telling them that. And we're going to do a whole other segment. The second segment's going to be on this video critiquing her critique of libertarianism. This is Free Talk Live. This is Liberty at Night. Talk to you soon. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA News Update. Seven people were found shot to death in two homes in the Chicago suburb of Joliet, Illinois. The suspect, Romeo Nance, died of what is believed to have been a self-inflicted gunshot wound. We finally have the names of the two Navy SEALs who the U.S. Navy declared dead after they went missing while conducting an operation on January 11th off the coast of Somalia. Navy Special Warfare Operator First Class Christopher Chambers, who was 37, and Navy Special Warfare Warfare Operator 2nd Class Nathan Gage Ingram. 
who was 27. The New Hampshire primary going on today to decide the GOP candidate for president. Experts saying that former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley needs to beat former President Donald Trump by at least double digit. The Senate working to gain more support for a deal on border policy and a Corey Myers, USA News. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. I need to file my tax return right the first time. How can I be sure to do that? Doing your taxes yourself? Using e-file is the best way to file an accurate tax return. Mistakes can delay your refund, so spend an extra few minutes making sure you can file an accurate return the first time around. Avoid common errors by spelling all names correctly and using correct Social Security numbers. Double-check your bank account numbers for direct deposit and double-check your math, too. Oh, yeah, don't forget to sign and date your return. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Liberty at night. Let's get back into this video of Crystal Ball from Breaking Points critiquing libertarianism and Javier Mille. As a politician, he's telling the powerful he will be their lackey. He will strip the power of the state, an imperfect but theoretically democratic institution wherein citizens at least have a shot at exerting influence, and hand it to multinational corporations headed by a short-sighted and self-interested billionaire class. I'm struck by the childlike fairy tale nature of the story he tells. And This is a big critique of libertarianism right here. Statism versus just say ANCAPism or whatever. She wants to strip away the state, which is theoretically a democratic institution where people actually have a say. And although it's not perfect, but at least you could influence it a little bit. Now, that is how we've gotten to where we are right now, which she hates. She hates everything about where we are right now. With all of these, but they also act theoretically as if, democratic they also, institutions. They also act as if the the citizens have no control over these multinational corporations. Yeah, like you have no, you can't vote with your dollars or anything like that. They've got it so twisted because, in fact, the opposite. Yeah, sure, you could vote once every four years or whatever, but you can't. You have to take the government services, or they put you in jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I could vote every single day against Walmart. I do it every all the time. day. Mm-hmm. It, every day I could decide not to go to Walmart and no one from Walmart is showing up to put me in jail. They They're act not. as if we have no influence over these multinational you know, corporations. They they've put they've now pitted this fight, right? It's either you're for the state or you're for evil billionaires. Well, they, and they also <laughs> describe being for the state as being for democracy and the people having a choice. When in fact, when you're for the state, you're for the people who work for the state and benefit directly from the state. Like you're, you're and for actually those eliminating people. your choice. Yes. Like, you know what Walmart does when you vote against them? Here's what they do. Charlie, have you been to a Walmart recently? I have actually, they're, yeah. tra- they're starting to make that place look like a department store. 
Mm-hmm. They're putting up little displays on the end, you know, little product displays, stuff like that. They're carrying better clothing brands. They're decent, yeah, decent clothes. Like, I was like, whoa. I voted for Walmart to do a better job. You know how I did that? I didn't go there. I went everywhere else other than Walmart for a long time. And Walmart said, well, I'm going to use the government, put a gun in that guy's face and force him to give us money. No, that's not what they said. They said, we're going to carry Polo and Reebok and Wrangler and all these other clothing brands. We're going to do two-day delivery. Two-day delivery on We stuff. now have Walmart Plus. Same-day pickup, all that. That is what they said. How is that not the people having a choice, the people voting? And that what she can do is she could look at a country where the state has been in so much control that they truly have whittled all of the business sector down to actual monopolies that are only monopolies because they've been propped up and enforced by the state and then say that people don't have a choice between this company. Say you're going to privatize that company. So, well, no one, no one has a choice. Well, the state created that monopoly in the first place. You want to create an environment where, where competition can actually come in. And then they actually have to react to what the people want. Malay paints a picture of extraordinary men made wealthy by creating, innovating, designing products to benefit the whole world. When in reality, every year, if you take a look, the most new billionaires come from the finance sector. People who are only skilled at new creative methods of extraction and mathematical trickery, whose innovations are designing new exotic financial instruments like credit default swaps that eventually blow up the entire world economy. Now, Charlie, let me ask you, why would it be the case, assuming she's not lying, that more billionaires would come out of the finance sector for people who create things like credit default swaps and new instruments for getting money from people? Is that because that's just how the free market operates? (laughs) It's because the finance sector is one of the highest regulated markets there is out there. It's either the first or the second most regulated market that exists. The credit default swaps exist because the government backstops all of these loans. The government says, do whatever you want and we're going to bail you out. It doesn't matter. You guys want to get rich as soon as possible. Cool. Sounds good. Give me a little bit in the back. Make some donations, stuff like that. That's fine. Yeah. That's not the free market operating. The free market, and of they course, do we can this, talk they about, don't get bailed out. We can talk about America, but the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which is government institution, mm-hmm. okay, they're the ones who back the credit default swaps. They're the ones who basically said, yeah, we want you to offer loans to people who probably won't pay them back. And mm-hmm. don't check their income. Don't check their credit scores. Don't check whether or not this is their fifth or sixth or seventh house. In fact, if you do that, we'll fine you. We'll fi- Exactly. <laughs> And of course, people were making, they were making so much money back in then before it all blew up. And you know what? We're also going to keep the interest rates artificially low, which is also going to skyrocket the, the value of the houses because more people are going to be able to get into this market. It's not going to naturally hold the price of the houses down. And then we're going to blame it all on the free market afterwards. But I love how she says most new billionaires. So she's taking that where when most of people on the left always complain about like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and people who have innovated entirely new sectors Mm -hmm. or they've revolutionized entirely new sectors to create literally a better life for everyone. They literally are innovators and revolutionizers and created systems that if didn't exist God only knows how bad the pandemic would have been with, with Amazon having yeah. been able to deliver things. And Elon Musk, probably, I guess the second richest person in the world right now. I mean, Tesla, pretty big deal, especially if you're on the left and you think climate change is going to kill all of us. And you actually believe that EVs are going to do something about that, which they're not for like 30 years. Bringing internet to but countries like Argentina. It's pretty, pretty important thing. Or the Amazon that, in Brazil. That seems to be a pretty important thing as Where well. Where you can literally go live filming your whatever monkeys now in the in the Amazon rainforest. Instead of it costing... Because you can connect to a satellite that Elon Musk put up in space. Instead of it costing $600 million for the government to send a satellite into space, it cost them $60 million, which means the government has more money freed up to kill people in other countries uh, or to do other <laughs> to good, waste more to, to do good things if yeah. they want to do good things. But no, yeah. it's mostly people in the finance sector who only got there because of all of the government controls in the finance sector. In Malay's billionaire bedtime story, there is no such thing as market failures. He says this explicitly. So any and all regulation is both unnecessary and wrong. He specifically argues that even one of the classic examples of market failures, the monopoly, is actually a good thing 
not to be messed with. Given the large number of... He doesn't argue that the monopoly is a good thing and not to be messed with. He argues that today what people call monopolies, you know, when people just call everything a monopoly, those are good things and they got there by providing value to people. Now, a lot of them probably got a lot of government money and a lot of government help to get there. But what he's arguing is that even if there is a monopoly, which there hasn't ever been one to exist in a free market that I'm aware of that wasn't propped up by the government, it would only be there because they provided such a great service that no one else was able to possibly provide that service, which is only a good thing for people, by the way. Yeah. That's only that's a good thing. That's the best possible thing you could have right then. Your alternative is a worse thing, literally. That's why it doesn't exist. Anyone, of course, with a basic grasp of reality outside of an imagined libertarian fantasy world can see that this attack on literally all market regulation is insane. I'm not sure I've ever seen this particular fantasy deflated as quickly as in this infamous clip of Joe Rogan educating Dave Rubin on the need for building codes. Just take a listen. What problem would you, everything you're building here right now, right? Do you want the government to tell you how to do all these things and all the regulations that you got to have your electric thing this far from this and like all the the regulations like that for construction are important though. You do have to make sure that people don't do stupid, but make sure you don't have a power lines near a water line. There's a lot of, but I would put most of that on the builders though. They want to build things that are good. Now I get it. Oh, that's not true. Listen, people, people are going to build corners all the time. Like you have to have regulations when it comes to construction methods or people are going to get fucked. They cut regulate, they cut corners when there are regulations anyway. They do. They would cut a lot more if there weren't regulations. I'm not totally... You go to third world countries and look at construction methods, they're dangerous. Yeah. That's why schools collapse on kids in foreign countries sometimes. Listen, man, I was in no. construction my whole life. My dad was an architect. Yeah. I've been in construction since I was a little kid. You need regulations. These guys, a lot of people that are in construction, they're, they'll do whatever they can to make money, and it's not good for the people that have the house because they might have that house for five, ten years before that problem manifests itself. The, the people who are establishing these codes are licensed builders or people that have been involved in construction for a long time, and they know what's safe and what's not safe. That's why those codes exist. They exist to protect the consumers. Perfect example there. Sure. Some builders are going to go out there and build crappy quality places. He brings up third third world countries. Okay. Ruben was right, although I don't know if he he just wasn't able to really push the point home. But builders are incentivized to do a good job, mainly because they have a lot of competition. There's a lot of home builders here in Nashville. But there's another important person who has an incentive. He says, well, they build these things. That it's, not, it's going to be five, 10 years before they show any problems. Okay. Well, there's another person who has a big incentive to make sure that the builders do a good job. Insurance companies? The banks, because that's who actually owns the house for 30 years. And that's who actually wants it to have value if they have to foreclose or if they have to have someone else come and buy it afterwards, whatever it is, because they are holding the value that they fronted for the money of that house. And so the bank has a, a perfect incentive to make sure that builders are doing a good job. It does not mean that the government has to come in and do it. There will be private companies that come in and make sure that these are built up to the bank's codes because the bank wants to protect their asset. It's not for the person who bought it. They don't care about you. The bank cares about this house because it's the bank's house. You know, it's funny. So they have all these codes and stuff, right? And then on top of that, the bank, before we bought this house, they still required us to get an inspection. Still had to hire a private inspection company. You didn't just say we pass all the government's codes. No, we still had to hire a private inspection company to inspect the builders that already were inspected by the coders. It's like this whole process and the bank still requires us to get that inspection because I'm sure they're the bank's insurance company who's going to insure these assets against to protect their financial investment is going to require the bank to have an inspection. So they have all these things lined up so that the insurance company knows who to go after whenever they have to shell out the money. And at the end of the day, just like, and you know what I think about recently is that condo in Miami a couple years ago that completely collapsed. collapsed. Did that thing pass inspection and codes and all that stuff? And it still collapsed. You don't think that, uh, the market wouldn't solve this problem if you have a builder going around town building crappy buildings. Even to this day, there was somebody in our Facebook group for the neighborhood saying, hey, do you have recommendations on people who do a good job of redoing a shower? Like, mm-hmm. I want somebody who's going to do a good job because we all give reviews to, to, to people and builders and things like that of people who are going to do a good job, right? They want something that's going to be lasting, the, the market easily takes care of this. Now, 
will some people uh, unfortunately suffer and make the wrong decision or whatever? Yes, that's going to happen. But, but that, that happens in any industry, and it also happens with the codes and regulations in place. It still happens. It still happens, and that's one of the things Dave Rubin said, but he didn't. Like you said, he didn't drive the point home very well. But dude, my house, which passed all the building codes and all that, is falling in the Percy Priest Lake right now. Okay? Like the 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 foundation is cracked all the way from side to side. Now everybody I, knows where you live. I've already had to <laughs> I've already had to spend thousands of dollars having a That's a how rich Nate is. He lives on the lake. Yeah. In Nashville. <laughs> I Must built it nice. above the lake and now it's falling down. Now we're slowly, you know, the water naturally flows into the lake and it's slowly taking it taking us with it right <laughs> yeah. now. It's gonna take a couple hundred years to get the house all the way there, but yeah. you know, it's it's happening. You know never, what happened? You know never what happened? Fight water, man. We live at the end of the street, at the end of an empty cul-de-sac, and what they told us was, "Well, you run out of concrete, you run out of rock." Is what happens on this truck that they put down before the concrete. So what they do is they just fill it up with trash because there's no way in hell they're going to go back and fill up another truck full of rock for the last house on the street. And so when your last house, they put in whatever amount of rock is left on the truck. And then the rest of it, they just put dirt and junk and all and other crap in there. Literally building materials down in there that they can then put the concrete on top of. That passed all the government inspections. It it, it was up to code, according to all of them. And so you can't tell me that having all these regulations solves the problem. Or if you say, well, if we didn't have those, everything would just be falling apart. It's Things are already falling apart. All right? It's a, I think, uh, you know, I wish Ruben, and I haven't seen the full clip. Maybe they could, did keep talking about that for, for another 20 minutes. I don't know. Okay. And the big picture of no regulation just looks like an acceleration of the absolute worst of what we've got right now. Governments which are even more corrupt and undemocratic, wild inequality, where billionaires construct multi-million dollar bunkers to escape the apocalypse they are helping to usher in, while the vast majority are locked out of the basics of food, shelter, and healthcare. And a deep moral rot that would place human worth creativity, and flourishing below the demands of the profit margin and the needs of Malay's billionaire heroes. Now, Malay is, after all, a man who would buy and sell human organs, so he is perfectly willing to literally put a price on humanity in a particularly nonsensical part. Now, let me ask you first, is it better that someone who needs a liver uh, donation just dies? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Seriously, Crystal, is that better? Yeah. You know, what if I was, what if I uh, my liver failed and I was on the transplant list or whatever. And there was someone who would donate if they got, you know, a cool 50 K from me. Uh, well, liver wouldn't be a good example though, because you wouldn't, the other person wouldn't live. <laughs> they, I thought you'd donate like some of it, you know, just a little bit of liver. Yeah. Kind of, you know, kidneys, a better like example. You got two kidney. kidneys. Yeah. You can give one, give away. like one away, mm-hmm. but maybe it's worth it to me. Maybe I would do that. Maybe I would. And maybe someone would live because of that. Yeah. So what's better? You don't allow any kind of trade in this? Right. But I don't understand. Unless the other person dies. Yeah, the the alternative is people die. That's it. The alternative is people die. Well, the only way to get an organ is somebody else has to die first. Yeah, literally. You have to keep the organ alive. They still throw away like 90% of those anyway. Yeah. It's It's a mess. Okay, anyway of his speech, Malay equates communist, Nazis, fascists, socialists, social democrats, national socialists, Christian democrats. Also, by the way, real quick, we already allow the trading of human organs, mm-hmm. but well, not organs, I guess, but you, you are like women can donate their eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say donate. They <laughs> women can sell their eggs. They can. Mm-hmm. Men can sell their sperm. So like we already allow some of it. Okay. Things that you regenerate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you were, I don't know, I guess, can you take it too, can you take it too far in a way of like, okay, I'm willing to accept, you know, a few million dollars for my family and I know that I'm going to die by giving up my organs, you know, but at least my family will be taken care of. Like, do you allow someone to do that? But it's also like, it's their body. Yeah. You know, their body, their choice. Right. Isn't that a liberal thing? I don't know. I guess not. Malay equates communist, Nazis, fascists, socialists, social democrats, national socialists, Christian democrats, Keynesians, neo-Keynesians, progressives, populists, nationalists, and globalists, saying, quote, in the end, there's no substantive difference. The preposterous nature no, of right racing. He's right about that. Yeah. 
I get that they've got their own little spins on the way that they violate human rights. They all do. Democrats or fascists, Nazis, whatever, socialists and communists. They've all got their own little end tweak, like a little window dressing they put on the way that they say that they own you. All right. And that they want to enslave other people for whatever they decide is important to humanity. But they're all the same thing in the fact that they all believe that human beings don't own themselves, that they do not have individual rights. They're subject to society and government. Yes. That is that is why they are all the same or they're subject to the arbitrary good of society. Whoever is in power that gets to decide that. Yeah. Whether or not your life individually suffers because of it. So, so all those all the all those ideologies are against free voluntary trade, self ownership. Exactly. All of them deny self ownership. So and I'm yeah, sorry, they're all the same. Crystal, that you don't want to be in the same camp as Hitler, maybe because you feel gross about that. But in a way, in a way, you are. Yeah, you and Hitler both believe that people do not own themselves. You both believe that you should be able to force other people to do something that you think is important enough. Because you think it's good for them. Yeah. You, you both believe that. Mm-hmm. The clear differences between a very wide range of ideologies goes without saying unless you are a literal child or a member of the oligarch class. And see, here's which the Malik- thing. She, she starts calling you names. That mm-hmm. way, if you do have an argument against her, she's already put to the forefront, well, well, you're either part of this elite oligarch billionaire class or you're a child yeah a literal child a literal one you can't be like if you believe a this, rational human being and, and argue against me if you believe this you actually turn into a, a literal child yeah which i'm surprised that hasn't a- happened yet i hate <laughs> it when people say literal she's trying to make a point emphasize it all that but no i'm a man that's <laughs> <laughs> your first problem? not a child yeah. and you're white <laughs> So services after all, the- those are two worst things when dealing with a woman is to be a man and be right. That's like the most dangerous yeah. situation. Well, I said you're white, but <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I you said right. Well, yeah, that's a- <laughs> same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Read is good. Radical libertarianism that Malay espouses and which had been ascendant in America since Goldwater and forced on much of the rest of the world since Reagan has been repeatedly rebuked by regular yep. people. Yep. None of that's true. (laughs) The Goldwater and Reagan did not Mm -hmm. institute libertarianism. No. Whatsoever. No. It's opposite. Melee might actually be like implementing some libertarianism. Yeah. And again, he's going to be stopped on a lot of it, but to use Goldwater and Reagan as examples of libertarianism, far from it. Very far from it. It's like people using Trump as an example that's for libertarianism. Like she's decided that that's what libertarianism libertarianism is, so that's what the world is moving towards, and that's what we live in right now. And so, therefore, anyone who believes what Javier Millet is saying, which is just like Reagan, apparently, then you're just a child who wants more of the same right now. And she's completely ignoring that he wants a completely different thing than those people. Yeah. This is uh, this is this is unfettered capitalism, man. It is all around the world. The speech also arrives at a moment when a decisive conflict is brewing between the needs of humanity and the needs of the market and owner class with the advent of super intelligent AI. It is clear that in this potentially existential battle, Malay's view is to hell with the humans. It is therefore a diseased mind which could with a straight face call any of this freedom as Malay does. Free to work all your days for global monopolists who set all the terms of your exploitation unless, God forbid, you are unable to work or a robot eliminates your usefulness and then you are free to quietly die. Don't be fooled into thinking this man is some sort of truth teller or challenge to power. The adoration of the Davos set tells you everything you need to know about who his ideology actually serves. God bless. So now she's just sounding like straight up out of democratic socialists of America or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, free to work the rest of your day. Like as if you didn't have, if you didn't have like free market capitalism, we'd all just be laying around, not doing anything, you know, bomb bombs wouldn't have to work. Everything would just be brought to you by someone else who also doesn't have to work, I guess. Well, that person has to work, but you don't have to work. But also when you talk to them, they don't have to work either. I have to work. Turns out we all have to work if we want people to bring us things. (laughs) That's just the way the world works. It turns out you have to do something to survive. You do. Yeah. No matter what. You yeah. live in the woods, you got to work every single day of your life to live. <laughs> and it's going to be a way shorter, way more terrible life. 
There's no way out of it. That's the condition of being a human being. You're not a self-sustain. You don't just lay there and just regenerate <laughs> just magically. <laughs> Things have to happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But you it's gotta a find food. You got to cook food. And then that's what these these people. And here's the problem. Here's the actual problem. We have built such a wonderful world. Seriously, mostly men have. By the way, <laughs> mostly men have done the hard work of building an incredible, especially in the Western world, an incredibly safe, wonderful environment. So that relatively, yes, relative to, to what it could have been or, or has been yes. in history. So that women like Crystal can get on a camera and podcast or whatever else and talk about how the patriarchy and free and people being free is going to destroy the world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's how safe mostly men. Now there are some women too, but mostly men have built the world. She's lucky we even let her do this. I mean, <laughs> she gets to wake up in her comfortable bed, mm-hmm. you know, put on her, her makeup that they killed animals for. Yeah. Now imagine that killing animals and other things for makeup, not oh, just for food. Did you know other people had to produce that makeup? I know. That's slavery. Yeah. I think. That's exploitation. Right. She gets to go to the grocery store where people have already killed the animal or they've already farmed the land. They've mm-hmm. packaged it up really nice where she makes all of this money from doing her stuff. And she gets to buy all that. Like, it's like we built this world up where people think that rather than looking at history and realize like what it took to get to this place and being grateful for what we have. They see it as, a, as entitled as like they're owed, like the, this kind of world would just exist. Yeah. Bailey said she has robots who wash her clothes and dishes for her. I think, <laughs> I think that's where we went wrong. Obviously we're, we're shilling for the billionaire class. Yeah, here. Well, we're members of and it. And we're child. Yeah. We're either children <laughs> or we're part of the billionaire class. Exactly. Cause we believe in people being free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a concept. That's wild. What a terrible idea I know. that people should we be should free control, to make their I, own decisions. We should just control other people. I, I have the right to do that. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. 